You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers, and alongside my brothers Chris and James, I'm just realizing my ring lights are really bright, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you for uh, following along with us tonight. The Dallas Stars lose by a final score of 3-2. to two. You'll never believe. In overtime, for the 11th time, past 60 minutes for this team. We are now currently number one in the league, along with Calgary and San Jose, in the most losses and being the best loser past 60 minutes. I, I Before I even let you guys talk, okay, I'm going to lose my crap tonight, okay? At some point, I told you all off camera, I'm going to lose my crap tonight. There's going to be something that's, that we're going to get into somewhere that I'm, that I'm going to lose my crap on. And I'm sorry. And before I, go, before I even start yelling and screaming and stuff like that, it's because I care too much, and this team should be a Stanley Cup contender. And I don't know what the answer is either. And, and, and why we're losing all of these games in overtime. And I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt through a majority of this homestand. But I'm, I'm over it at this point. I'm 100% over it. No excuses. This is ridiculous. This is getting old, and it's completely in the Stars' ability to win these games. And they're not doing it. Sorry. Guys, Chris, James, thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say before things got too sad, uh, but they already did. Um, <laughs> this, was, this was a great hockey game. I mean, oh, yeah. if you look at it objectively, this is probably one of the best hockey game, regular season games of the season because it was fantastic. You have two of, of the best goaltenders in the league, in my opinion, number one and number two for the Vesna playing tonight. You have... Both teams playing really well, aside from the first period. The first period, the Stars did not play good. Uh, but after, since that point, both teams were amazing in the entirety of the game. Both goalies were on top of their game. Both penalty kills were on fire, obviously. No power play goals. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that. But the AAC was buzzing, too. Man, the Stars fans there, crazy good. Of course, there's a lot of Boston fans. That happens when you have a massive arena and cheap tickets. <laughs> you get a lot of visiting fans whenever... It's a, a good team coming in town. Uh, but, yeah, just really fun game. It was fun to watch. Sucks to lose it, but great game. James? Yeah, I mean, uh, really, it's it's really comes down this whole game to just power play struggles, honestly. And that that's what, that, that's what it's been the whole homestand, honestly. It's been power mm -hmm. play struggles. 100%. And that's one of our supposed to be one of our strong suits. 
We're still, even after this terrible eight-game stretch of power plays, what, we had three goals in eight games on the power play? Three for, I think we're three for 25 now. And we are still in a top 10 power play position in the league. That's how good our power play has been all season long. And it just is beyond dry at this point. I know y'all are trying to be positive and everything, and I don't want to bring it down. So y'all say something positive else about the about the game before I get into the the negative stuff because I'm just going to be the negative Nancy tonight. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, y'all, I y'all, mean, y'all, y'all talk for a second. Maybe, it, maybe it, in general, in general, both the goaltenders were absolutely amazing. That was that was the best goaltender duel that we've had the entire season. It was awesome. Both had yeah. huge saves. Both when their teams were doing bad. Honestly, both goaltenders held them in in very important times. They both had very key saves, and and overall, it was a, it was very back and forth the whole game. It's a it's exciting. It's an exciting game to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the other thing that's exciting for me is that we should have won this game, and not just could have. We should have won the game. And if you're should have beating the number one team in the NHL, that's having a record breaking season for for the history of the NHL. You're in a good spot. I mean, we should have won this game. We had five different opportunities to win and squandered all of them. So the fact that we're that close, I mean, this hockey team's in the right spot. We hit the best team in the league at the height of our worst slump after just coming off of probably one of our worst losses of the season. So all that considered, and we still should have won the game. So I'm still happy about it. You know... I'm going to slightly disagree with you guys on the, the goaltender talk. I thought both goalies were really good, but I didn't think it was a question who the better goaltender was. In this game tonight, I didn't think there was any question that Jay Gottinger was the better goalie. For sure. When you specifically look at the goals that were scored, okay, look at the first one against Ottinger. Okay, great play, great shot all the way around. The second one, and I literally wrote this in my notes. It had to be a perfect shot in order to beat Ottinger. It was 100. And, I mean, shout out to Pavel Zaka. Holy crap. That was one of the best shots I think I've seen all season on any team. Period. And then the third goal, I mean, it's a cross zone pass, and you're not expecting it. And who's the person taking the shot? The guy who is second in goal scoring in the NHL. There is no question in my mind tonight that Jay Gottinger was the much better goaltender over uh, Olmark. And I didn't think that Olmark actually had a good game. He had some big saves when he came up with, but when you look at the goals that he gave up, they were both five-hole goals that probably should not have gone in, in my own opinion. No, those both should have gone in. They were great shots. They were put there on purpose because they had the scouting report and knew that they could score on the five-hole. Uh, so it just really hard there. But the second period, Olmark was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, his some of his saves there were ridiculous. There is I, also a little bit more. The Bruins did not miss the net. All their shots were good. And that's why Ottinger yeah. was the better goalie tonight that I agree with. And, but the Stars missed the net too much. Yeah, and that's also something I was going to say. I mean, Olmark is definitely the more protected goalie as well. I sure. mean, the, the Bruins block shots like crazy. <laughs> For how much like we we like to say our team is like a great defensive team and they give up the body all the time, the Bruins do it more than us. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was obvious in tonight's game. Yeah. So where do we need 
to get to or what do we need or who do we need in order to be able to win games in overtime because I'm you know at first I was and this is a the first main topic I'm going to bring up we got to talk about it because it's overtime I understand that three on three overtime and four on four overtime is not a thing in the playoffs when we get there and thank goodness it's not because this team sucks at overtime but it it worries me that they don't have that killer instinct that they and they haven't shown it. They they have not shown that killer instinct. The stars don't have it. Two, and when two. and I'm sorry, and I'm not uh, again. I'm being negative, Nancy here. But what I saw in the first period from the Boston Bruins was 100% killer instinct. And I think they got themselves in some penalty trouble in the second period. The stars took advantage, and then they really started to push their own game in the second period. So. I mean, is that what the Stars need? They just need to rely on their power play because it hasn't been working for them recently. What's the question? Is the question overtime or the power play? Both. Yes, both. <laughs> okay. so, you have to ask one. So, okay, so uh, uh, my, my brain is all in a mush right now. Overtime, what do they need to do to fix it? Because it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be ghosts when you get to the playoffs, and it's going to be bad if they cannot figure it out before the playoffs. To, to me specifically for overtime is that we always take the first chance that we're given in overtime and then we lose puck possession and we don't normally get it back for the rest of the overtime. Normally we get like our one chance. Obviously that that wasn't fully tonight's story because we had the power play, but I mean, we won the first faceoff and we skated down the ice and Miro took the first shot that he, that he got open with. I mean, it, it it's... I guess it's not a bad thing, but if you're not getting like a perfect chance in these three on three overtimes, you're better off just turning around and skating back to your own end. Cause that that's really what you're looking for when the, when the ice is this open. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like we've done that before. I feel like we've double backed and played the whole we, period. We've and done it that. Still hasn't once. Done anything. We've done that once. And, and most of the time when we, it's really, it's puck possession and, and being able to get into the zone and and jumble up the three defenders that are on the other side. I mean, mo- most of the time, I hardly see us trap the three the three players on the other team in the other zone when you when you really should be able to do that very easily. I mean, you just keep control of the puck, you make them skate, and just change because you have the you have long changes in in overtime. Yeah, that might be true. Um... At this point, for me, though, I'm kind of like, I don't care. I mean, we already have the 11 overtime losses. We're first in the conference still. We're going to make the playoffs uh, pretty much no matter what. So I I disagree that it's a big deal when it comes power play time that we haven't scored a lot of overtime goals. I don't think it's really that big of a problem just because of how much of a different animal five on five is versus three on three. I don't think our, our problem is that we don't have a killer instinct. It's that we don't have the scheme. Three on three overtime is very much a controlled thing now in the league. Um, when it wasn't when it first started out, and five on five is just hockey. You're just playing hockey at that point, and that that's totally different from three on three. So I, I'm going to stay consistent with what I said at the beginning of the season. It doesn't matter when it comes playoff time. So yes, it's super frustrating. If you want to win the conference, something has to change. But they've they've changed everything. They've tried so many different things, and nothing has worked. So I'm. I'm throwing it out the window at this point. Yeah. And that, that honestly, that wasn't even the, uh, a problem for this game, in my opinion. Yeah. It they wasn't just even lost the on the power play. Yep. 
So let me put this forward. Uh, we'll we'll get to the power play in, in just a second because I, I do want to talk about that. We definitely need to talk about that. And I can't believe I'm just now thinking about this, but one of the things that we were really good about in October and November is the counterattack of this team. I can't believe I'm just now thinking about this, but is is that something that the stars need to figure out in overtime? They need to know when to to be the predator and to pounce and be more aggressive when they see those opportunities arise. Because just, I have not seen a lot of counterattack. I've seen a lot of off the rush, which is great. That's that's exactly what we wanted when Pete DeBoer came in. But I'd really like to see a little bit more counterattack, especially in the overtime. And and maybe that's the the solution slash problem that the stars are having right now. The the problem is that doesn't happen anymore in the three on three overtime. I mean, team like James said, teams aren't taking those chances, and when they do take them, they're going to score because it's a perfect opportunity. So you're not well, getting as many not... chances for a counterattack. Was there that's... any chance for a counterattack against the Bruins here tonight? There was one, and it was a and Marchand took a penalty on it because he had to break it up. So we didn't have an opportunity for it, and we played a full four minutes of overtime. And, and so I, I don't know. Maybe I should be more more consistent when I say this, but I'm not just talking about this game alone. Yes, I agree with you. There were, there were not a lot of opportunities like that tonight. Well, I think that's across games. I don't think there's ever a lot of opportunities because okay, of how so, controlled it so is now. I would disagree with you a little bit because I have seen opportunities where, and I'm thinking of a specific, uh, not a very specific play in a game, but a specific scenario where the Stars block the shot in the in the defensive zone it goes out of the zone. There's an opportunity for them to go two on one and they just don't have enough. I don't know. They just don't pounce on the puck enough. They, okay. And, here, and here's what, and here's what I'll say. It's because the other team has possessed the puck for two minutes already. And the three players that are on the ice are they're all tired. dead tired. Okay. That makes that, okay, that makes some sense. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's get into the, uh, the power play tonight. Cause we, we need to discuss this. You can't ask for better opportunities than what the refs gave the Stars tonight. And I thought some of the calls were were bad and some of the penalties that they made. But the And I agree with Razor when, when he said that it was very well officiated. They backed off when they should have. And then if there was an obvious penalty, they called it. Again, mm-hmm. uh, overtime. They had a chance. Four on three. I mean, you, you, so much open ice. So much open ice. You have your four best players out there, and they're not able to take advantage. And then even worse, you have a five-on-three for almost a full minute, and you're not able to, to score. And, and that's the second time that's happened this homestand. So it, it's, and, it's not just a, a one-time thing. That's a consistent problem now. And honestly, the power play lost us both this game and last game, too. I mean, we yep. were the penalties were four-to-one last game for the Stars, and we didn't score one. Hundred percent agree. So, so we, so yeah, we've been complaining about the fact that the stars don't get the benefit of getting more penalty, or excuse me, power <laughs> plays. We're them and then now and we're getting them, and now them. we're not scoring. Yep. So, stop I, I calling guess, penalties. I guess. Yeah, yeah, refs, just stop calling penalties. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and that's the funny thing. One of the three goals that we've had on the power play in this homestand, we only had one penalty in the game, and we scored oh. on it. Don't know. Confusion. Very confusion. The the big thing for me on the power play is that the second unit is completely gone. There is no second unit anymore. I mean, when we put the second unit out there, it's just they're they're just getting uh, conditioning in. That's really all it is. They're just getting back and forth. Mm. So 
and that's half the terrible. time half the time robertson stays out for the second unit as well <laughs> which he should i agree with you. I mean, unless he's forced to change by a whistle <laughs> and then i think the other thing is we're just not hard enough in front of the net on the power play anymore i mean those deflection chances and those dirty goals are not coming at all i mean we it doesn't even look like we have opportunities for him. There's no scrambles around the front, the, the, around the front of the net. It's a shot and then it's cleared and then it's come back again and then a shot and then it's cleared. And that just happens over and over again. I mean, it, if stuff isn't working, if the cute stuff isn't working, all right, let's crash the net and get grimy. And, and you, you took the words right out of my mouth, Chris. I'm, I'm going to go back to the whole deflections thing that I talked about like about a week ago or so. When we were seeing the stars at their best on the power play, even if the tip wasn't going in, it was causing chaos in front of the net, and then that's when the Stars would get their best scoring chances. And like you yeah. said, gross, dirty, greasy, nasty goals. And when your power play is three for twenty-five or whatever they're on right now, how many how many power plays do they have tonight? Five. five. I don't know something like four, three for twenty-five, three for twenty-six, something like that. You have to go back to something that's simple. You have to go back to something that's simple that you know is going to work. And that was when they were super successful, and there, we're not seeing that. How often did we see a deflection tonight, either on the power play or five-on-five five for that matter? Maybe I once saw, or twice. Yeah, I, I, I think Delandria had one. And Pavelski too. Yeah, Pavelski had one. And they're just trying, like you said, Chris, too cutesy. Yeah, get, even, those deflections, even those deflections, they're deflections, and then they just let it go. Like there's no, there's nothing after the fact. So, okay. So, what else do we need to talk about with the power play? Because there's there's another thing that I'm gonna go rant about here in a second. Nothing. It just sucks. Nothing. Okay. Hey guys, this is Ryan here. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes in their life, which is all well and good and everything, but. Most of the time, it's pretty unrealistic. Each year, one of my New Year's resolutions is to eat healthier. And it seems like every single year, I always give up on it pretty quickly through the beginning of the year. It's mostly around January. I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. My Raycons are great each morning that I go out to run my mile run. So whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yes, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair in a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. There's lots of great features with these Raycon products, but one of my favorite ones is the custom gel tips that comes with it because my ears are incredibly small so it's just great that i can find something that fits my ear well and then the other thing i really like is the noise isolation sometimes it's just nice to block out the rest of the world and just listen to your music or to whatever podcast you're listening to 
So are you ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can be get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I really want to see the Mavs do really well. So with the recent acquisition of Kyrie Irving to the Mavs, I'm just going to be taking the over every single time on DraftKings Sportsbook on his point totals because, I don't know, I'm just hoping that me betting on that is going to help him inconspicuously get more points. I don't know. I'm just going to be looking at that. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at... DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. So here's my here's my next thing, and this is where I'm really going to lose it because I, I'm extremely frustrated with the lack of offense from the Dallas Stars. And I had been talking about this for almost a week now before they highlighted it before the game, right? They highlighted about that the offense has not been very good as of late. They've been getting chances, numerous chances. I mean, I mean, that's not the problem. They're getting the shots. They're getting the chances. Okay, so here's the thing. You go back to some of these overtime, over some of these overtime games here in February, they're not getting more than two goals a game. They're not. And when you try, and th- this is kind of part two of a same level of frustration, we're seeing them not play a full 60 minutes worth of hockey right now. They'll either be really slow in the first period, and this has been the trend lately. They'll be really slow in the first period, not play very well. They'll get their legs under them, play really good in the second period, maybe even have a lead going into the third period, and then they back off and they play freaking defense. This is what... And I'm not saying it's near as bad as it was with bonus, but they're not playing a full 60 minutes of hockey. They're not, they got no chances in the third period, like the first 14, 15 minutes until they realized that the, the clock was going down and that they were running out of time. And I, I know they were playing really good defense. I know they were playing fantastic defense in the third period, but you have to play in the offensive zone. You have to get in the offensive zone. They're not spending enough time there. That's the best deterrent to not letting the other team score goals. If it's 200 feet the other way, it's not going in your net. And the thing is, they could play the greatest defense ever, like they did in the third period. It was fantastic. I mean, Miro left and right. Hawk and Pog making good plays. Suter doing really well as well. But it took one perfect shot, one perfect shot from Pavel Zaka to switch the momentum in this game, and then we lose the game because of that. And that was that's my frustration. It, it's a two-parter. 
they're not getting enough offense and they're not playing a full 60 minute game with the energy, with the playing more in the offensive zone, especially in the third period. I jump off my soapbox. Sorry. I'm going to disagree a little bit with the third period play tonight. Specifically. I thought the stars played a good third period tonight. They had a lot of chances to win the game. Uh, I can think of three grade A chances that could have, should have gone in. Uh, but your point still stands because the first period sucked. So they did, they still didn't play a full 60 minutes, even if you give them the third. Um, to further prove your point, uh, on the eight-game homestands, the Stars scored two goals or less in six of the eight games. Six of the eight. And they won one of those six. Uh, it was the it was the shootout against... Uh, who was it? The Ducks. Shootout yeah, congratulations. against the Ducks. So it shows us three to two, but the Stars only scored two goals. So, yeah, truly an least, offensive slump of the season yeah. for the Stars. And at least three of those, the Stars had, I think, four or more power plays and didn't score on any of them. Yeah. So, definitely, definitely the roughest stretch of the season so far for the Stars, but... The bright side of this coin is that somehow we took away a lot of points. James, what did you say that the point total was for the homestand? We, we got 10 out of out of a possible 16 points on the homestand. And technically lost five of the eight games. And lost five yes. of the eight. We only won three games, and technically we went uh, one game over 500 in eight games. Yeah, so honestly not a terrible homestand when you look at the teams that we faced points wise but just the way that you you lost each of those games and you're so close like you said right if we're good in overtime this season we're just so close to having the best homestand ever too so it's just so frustrating how close it is that's what it is to me it's how close like the the stars are just right there the other frustrating thing to me is that if our power play is even a normal decent We're back in at this, power play on again. this stretch. <laughs> either of those things. You no, know, you get either one of them. You get either yeah. one of them, and this is this is a crazy good homestand, and we just didn't get either. It, and that I think that's why we are so frustrated about this game because the stars are not playing bad overall. The homestand, our overall play, I don't think was horrendous. We're still a great team, and this is probably the worst we've played all season, and it's still really good. But the frustrating thing is we're just right there. <laughs> we're number five it's, in, the, in the league we're not number one and it's just it's also, so close you can see the little things you got to change it's also at a at, at a time where really you should be turning Ramping and looking up. towards the playoffs yeah and right now we're trending in the opposite direction at the worst possible time well, well see this is just the calm before the storm boys okay i, I believe be- you don't get calm my before up. the storm i we're, believe we're, you chris we're pulling off the gas right now that way we can go full frog Full throttle into February and into March and into the playoffs, and we'll be rolling. All right. A couple of statistics I want to talk about that were mentioned during the game. Uh, in the last couple of games for Ottinger, he is 6-2-4. and four. He has a 1.5-something GP, GPA. GPA. <laughs> GPA. pretty bad. <laughs> that Almost would as be bad really as bad. No, uh, goals against average, which I, I know is – you know, kind of a, a stat of the past when when you look at a goaltender and how good he is. But then you look at his save percentage, and he has the second-best save percentage in the NHL right now, behind, of course, Linus Olmark, who I think Ottinger is better than Olmark. That's, I, I think that's fair to say looking at this game tonight. And we're just not getting the offense tonight. Y'all 
talk positively about Ottinger and just how great he's been, and he's just not getting the offensive output that he was at the beginning of the season. Yeah, Otter's crazy. He also uh, saw a tweet from Saad Yusuf before the game. Otter is now tied for the most games played of any goaltender in the league with an injury. He was out for two weeks. So he has played an astronomical amount of time. And still every time Wedgwood goes in, everyone in Stars Twitter is like, but why? <laughs> because we think he's just the best. He should play every game. And it feels like he should. And he's doing he's pretty much doing it. And he's still playing up to this insanely high level every single night. And if you want to look at the real reason why the stars are so good this year, he's the reason. I mean yeah. I mean Razor talks about it a lot on his podcast about how like really the the biggest game changer in hockey is the goaltender. And that's just so true. And it can just fluctuate from season to season. I mean, you can see the best goaltenders in the league have an off year. The team is suddenly a bubble team from being a contender. And that's just how important the position is. And for the Stars to have someone as good as Ottinger has been consistently throughout the year, it's been nuts. And he's not wavered at all during this homestand and this rough patch. He's been just as good, if not better. I mean, holding teams to two goals so many times in regulation and just losing it in overtime because he can't get any goal support. It's crazy. So what, he is absolutely the Vesna winner for me, 100%. With, with that in mind, I would say expect to see Wedgwood a little more for the rest of this month because we're having we're having easier opponents for the rest of the month for the most part. And really, we do need Otter to rest a little bit before we get to the playoffs when we really are going to need it. The other good thing is we still have a very favorable schedule for the rest of the season, too, because of how tough our first schedule was. So that's probably another reason why he has highest games played, because we had the most games played of any team during that stretch. So so another startling statistic. Well, there's I got two more, specifically about this game and another about the record in general. The Stars with face-offs tonight. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> that and again, another frustrating reason. It, they didn't win sixty percent of the faceoffs, not seventy percent of the faceoffs, eighty percent or more of the faceoffs tonight, and they lose the game. That just tells you, first off, how much the stars did not take advantage of their faceoff wins tonight, and two, how good Boston is even when they don't win the faceoff. And three, how little that face-off percentage really matters for the end of the game <laughs> because the Stars just dominated the dot all night and really nothing came of it in any big way. I mean, if if you can't possess the puck, which is, I think, our problem in overtime, you're you're not going to win a whole bunch of games. Yeah. I, I really do think that is probably this team's worst weakness is possessing the puck. They... They are, like, bottom of the league in ozone possession time, and we can't win in overtime, and that's, like, the whole thing of overtime is keep the puck. <laughs> You're starting to persuade me, James. I'm starting to believe you. I believe it. That's why That's why I think – that's why I'm saying it right now, okay? It, it makes point. so much sense. Like, three-on-three overtime, we watch any other team play. It, they just they just make sure that the other team never gets a chance. Not that they don't get – that. not that they get a chance. They make sure the other team doesn't get one. He's cooking right now. Oh, I guess Ryan's gone. I was expecting Ryan to say something there, but now he's just smiling creepily on the screen. That's yeah, very interesting. Frozen. Okay. <laughs> um, 
What 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 else? What else? I thought we were about to wrap it up. So, James, whatever topics do you have until Ryan comes back or DCs? We have to do biggest winner and biggest loser. Ah, biggest winner, biggest loser. Hey, Ryan's back. Ryan, who's your biggest winner for tonight? I hate West Texas internet. Uh, my biggest loser tonight. Oh, I said winner, but okay. Oh, winner. <laughs> I guess I can do that. Yeah, I. Sorry, sorry, James. It's Ottinger. It. It. I mean, he is the best players that the Stars have had for a very long time, and this is on a team that has had Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan at their prime. Rope Hens, who is scoring 30-plus goals every single season now. Ro- Robertson, who has come out of nowhere as a early second-round pick and has been a superstar in this league for the past two and a half years. He, he, it, It's him. It, it is the Dallas Ottenders. Got that dog in him. All right, James, who's your biggest winner? I'm going to choose Tyler Sagan. I know he has like a – he has a minus two on the night, but overall I thought his line played really well for for him on the third line honestly and i felt like he really he really led his line like we were expecting to expecting him to do the rest of the season yeah i that line looks so good offensively and then it looks so bad in the other end i don't yeah. i don't understand i really don't understand that, and but but if if they can just convert now now they're getting the chances everyone's getting the chances if they can yeah. convert on that third line it doesn't matter how bad they are defensively literally all three of them are snake bit like if if yeah. that is like a damage waiting to burst which i'm not convinced it is that they are just going to score like 30 goals before the end of the season uh my biggest winner is going to be Jason Robertson because he's the best hockey player in the world uh, well, that's not true. There's Connor McDavid. He's the second best hockey player in the world. He's amazing. <laughs> uh, I love him. He always scores. He shoots a lot. I like Jason I, Roberts. I can't believe he didn't score a second one. Tonight. I can't believe he didn't score that other one. That was an insane save. All right, Ryan, biggest loser. Well, and Robertson also plays defense. Connor McDavid does not. Um, no, he doesn't. Nowhere near compared to Robertson. He plays, Robertson on, the, way he plays on the penalty kill. Yeah, he does everything. He does everything. McDavid plays on the penalty kill so that he can try to sh- score shorthanded. Yeah, exactly. It is your biggest um, loser. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm changing topics. Uh, my, my biggest loser, and I think he's starting to get that suitor tag a little bit, you guys, and I'm starting to see it more on Star's Twitter, is Mason Marchment. He's, he's getting chances. He's, you know, hacking off the other team. But, I mean, when's the last time he scored a goal? Like almost thirty games now. It's been a and really long time. He's completely snake bit, dude. Yeah, and the thing is, is he's on our second line, and I, I know Sagan is good, but Sagan has proven this season that if he has people he can play with, he can score. And Mason Marchman is not doing him any favors, and actually, neither is Radic Fox for that matter. But it's not really Fox's fault because that's not a role that he should be put in. Right, if that makes that, any that, sense. That realistically, in the bottom six. That realistically should be Gurion of spot, and he just has he's not doing it. Really bad. <laughs> Dog water. So, I highly anticipate that the stars are going to be getting out there and getting somebody, which we will talk about Wednesday night, because there's rumors about a certain really famous hockey player that may be on his mo- on the way to Dallas. So we'll okay, see. I hope so. James' uh, biggest loser. Yeah. Um, 
I'll just give it to the fourth line. They don't play that much. They look really bad now with having Gurry and Stu Nietzsche on there. I mean, we're missing... Stu Nietzsche had a missing, really bad turnover missing today. Kivy yeah. and or, it, missing Kivy really hard. I mean, it, it shows you how much he really does. We know he, he's a great, hardworking player. And missing him for a few games now... Goodness, I did not realize he was that important. <laughs> that that line was unplayable tonight. They could not be put on the ice. They played. They, they couldn't less match. than ten minutes. Yeah, they could not match. So definitely agree with that. My yeah. biggest loser. I can't believe y'all didn't say this. Colin Miller. Oh yeah, my goodness, that is the worst hockey game I've seen Colin Miller play, and he got healthy scratched. So offensively, he's still doing good things. He's still learning offensively. I agree. Defensive zone, he was terrible. Turnover after turnover, I did not see one good defensive play in his own zone. The first goal is 100% on him. What are you doing? Why are you chasing the guy behind the net? That is the dumbest play I've seen him make individually. And then he, he couldn't get out of his own zone to save his life. I mean, the dude, he needs to skate. I mean, he gets the puck and he just panics. Yeah, he's fast too. It's the frustrating yeah. thing. Skate to the middle of the ice. I, I thought that was a terrible game for him. And obviously, Coach agreed with me because he was not on the ice hardly at all. Meanwhile, what was his ice time tonight? Uh, it's 16.36. Yeah, we yeah. didn't even mention. Me meanwhile, Hayes came in. 31, 31 minutes. minutes. That's crazy. Oh, my word, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Yikers. And he had to because we were one defenseman down because of Colin. Well, Lundquist played next Lundquist to nothing needs tonight. To play more, too. Yeah. So I don't. A lot more, actually. I, I honestly yeah. think he should play more. I don't understand why he doesn't. I, I really don't think that Miller played as bad as you're saying. Now, the play on the first goal, I 100% agree with you on that. Sagan was in the right spot. He was 100% taking care of it defensively. He had him. And then, oh, let's just leave Taylor Hall in front. You know, guy who can score goals, former, you know, uh, Hart Trophy winner for the New Jersey Devils. No big deal. But, you know... I think he does make good plays. I, I do. I, I don't I don't think I think he does. He had a bad game. He had a bad game. Tonight he sucked. I I feel like I've seen worse out of him. I've seen worse games. I'm I've not saying worse he played boy. I, I don't I don't think he played, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I, I don't think he played as bad as some other games that I've seen him play. And that's all I will say. I agree with you that he did not have a good game, but he, but he did sucked. make he did make up for it on that first goal when the stars were getting nothing in the first period his I, I pass wanna... out of the zone his pass oh, yeah. out of the defensive was zone pass. was the reason why that goal was scored 100 percent. go I, back and look at that replay not okay so i do want to honorable mention ryan Suter had a quietly pretty good night honestly so mm -hmm. played 21 minutes all right and, and i know we're getting late here but i got one thing that i do that we do need to talk about the last thing before i turned off the tv uh, in disgust was hearing the record that the stars have against top 10 teams right now. It's and for those that didn't hear it, it's ridiculous because you know, if you win all these games, the, the looks great. The record looks great. No way, the stars Ryan. are one, three and six yeah. against top 10 teams in the NHL right now. So, you can look at that one of two ways. You can look at it the positive way, probably the way that y'all look at it, or, or you can look at it in the negative Nancy way that I look at it. They've lost nine out of ten games. I understand that six of them are in overtime. I don't give a crap. 
You win half of those games. This this record looks a lot better. I, I yeah. give a crap. Uh, count, counter argument, kind of. That also means that we're not losing to any of the bottom teams. <laughs> and we're also because our record the... overall is still really good. And we're also not getting blown out by the top teams. That's we are true. in every single game that we're playing. It's not like we're getting out outmatched. We're, we're not. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with our goaltender, I think. I really feel that he's he's the big difference right now for us. Maybe, but I mean, your goaltender's I, on your team, so that's a positive bro, for you. It's not like bro, that's a detriment. Chris has got a good point. The goaltender <laughs> is on the team. That is 100% a fact. Can't argue <laughs> me on that one. Yeah, no hot take there. Okay, I'll leave the rest of it for tomorrow night because we, we got a lot. We have a lot to talk about tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. 40-minute AGR. It's almost like we yeah, yeah, in the league. Just, just, re- just post this as a full podcast. Might as well. You yeah, know, why not? Honestly. Okay. We'll be back with you guys again tomorrow night. We've got lots of free free agent trade talk going on as we get to less than the month deadline until the trade trade deadline. Some players have already been moved. Blue Horvat, for example, Jacob Chikrin apparently is being traded to the LA Kings, but then he's not. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And then there's other players who are getting held out of the lineup because they're going to be traded, like Gavrikov of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Is Patrick Kane coming to Dallas? That looks like a big possibility. We'll be talking about that tomorrow night. Anything else, gentlemen, tonight? I'm sleepy. Sleepy? All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening. Please go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com, brand new website. And as always, we want to thank our sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon for supporting us. Thank you to both of them. Use that promo code THPN to get some special little offers from both DraftKings and Raycon. Along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic afternoon evening, morning, whenever you guys are listening. We will see you guys tomorrow night.